You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss Billy Donovan and can he get the Bulls out of this? He's the right coach for this current roster. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to ask who was the better signing for the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan or Paul Gasol, and give our thoughts on Game 3 of the NBA Finals. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze, and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN One Thousand. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. We got to talk about this coach. Considering where we are right now, <laughs> the coach. Considering where the Bulls are right now, Pat, we know that they are they, they gave Billy Donovan an extension, but we need to sl- stop and slow down and ask. Even with that extension, they see the right guy to really coach the Bulls through this period of time where they're in. They're in a really weird area of their roster. Uh, we'll see if that gets a little bit cleared up, but heading into free agency. Uh, but o- overall, like, do you still think? I know you're a little bit higher on Billy Donovan overall than I have been. But do you think Billy Donovan is the right guy for the, for the roster right now? I think here's the thing, right? I mean, I know most people are on this train right here. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, right, you also have to look at the fact that um, the roster that Billy Donovan was supposed to have has not been here. We've talked a lot about this roster, how Lonzo Ball played such a big part in it, how the point guard position played such a big part in it, and how... Uh, Basically, the Bulls didn't prioritize that coming into this season. Is that an excuse? No. You, as a coach, you're supposed to work with what with what you've had. And realistically, right, we've seen Tom Thibodeau work with you know the backup to the backup to the backup point guard, and we mm-hmm. still love those guys because they're able to come in and just kind of do their jobs. But I do think that there's something to be said about if you have the right roster around Billy Donovan, which. I feel like this has been the theme of Bulls coaches forever. I don't know if Fred Hoiberg would have been a better coach in the NBA if the Bulls had actually given him the team that he asked for when he got here. But I do know that the team that they gave him definitely wasn't the team that he was hired to coach. Mm -hmm. And so there's always that part of me that's like, I don't think Fred Hoiberg was a good coach, but I don't think he's the worst coach of all time either. Uh, That's reserved for Jim Boylan. So I think to me, right, like, if I'm gym shots are free. I'm sorry. Like how he got his job, gym shots will forever be free. Uh, but I I just think that right when I look at uh what Billy Donovan has been able to do with a roster that has been in flux, with a roster that has had a million injury issues, um, and and you're still kind of keeping them afloat. I think that I always will look at that early stage where the roster was exactly what he was looking for and how they won. And I also look at the moments when the team is good and it's like, okay, this is what Billy's been talking about trying to run for the entire season. And all of a sudden these guys figured out how to run it when a point guard's in place. Um, 
I, I don't know if he's the perfect coach for the Chicago Bulls, but I also don't think that he's just the worst coach that they could have in this situation. I think that more would go towards younger guys taking a step for him to be the right coach than him just figuring out all of a sudden how to adjust on the fly and becoming Eric Spolster. Of the two, the players getting better is more likely to happen. <laughs> This is very true. I mean, listen, you can you can always they need to take uh that process they were using in the film, get out and just take Eric Spolster's brain out and put it in Billy Donovan. That's all. Or at least figure out what movie he showed them. This is the <laughs> biggest question He's, in basketball, right? That's now. yeah, I know, right? Like it, I love how how it's turned into a thing too. Um <laughs> but ultimately, I like Billy Donovan. The, my biggest issue, my biggest gripe with Billy Donovan is how he doesn't use players in what has been their best asset, right? We've talked so much about what Zach Levine is as a catch-and-shoot player. We yep. lo- run less than 10% catch-and-shoot opportunities for him. We right. know what Vooch can be as a passer down on that high post. We barely use him in that area. So those are where I start looking at things as far as, like, the coach and say, hey, man, what's going on here? But Here's what I'll say. I don't think that there is a perfect coach right now for the Bulls. The Bulls are such an imbalanced roster, right? And I know we can we can pick out coaches that are better, and don't get me yeah. wrong. And those coaches could maybe get more out of some of these players. But it, it, to your point, and we made this point on yesterday's episode as well, technically, the roster that AK built was working. Until Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine went down against the Golden State Warriors. It's yeah. all been downhill since then. So I think I think here's the question that I would ask you, right? Like is there a piece on this team that is changing what works in his scheme? Is DeMar DeRozan, is Zach Levine out of place? Is Vooch out of place? Is right like the is or is it just the fact that Lonzo went out, right? Because I I understand what the Bulls losing Lonzo meant to the actual construction of this team, but mm-hmm. I'm also watching Jimmy Butler take a team to the NBA Finals with um us <laughs> like i mean like let's let's not sit here and act like he's got the greatest team of all time and he's pushing his team to be better right like and, and there is like listen the one thing that i will say is i've i've put it on the players to be better a lot of times with the bulls mm-hmm. there is an element where your coach makes a difference um eric spolster made a difference in game two eric spolster no, sure. made the difference in game two yeah. yeah he was the mvp of that game for sure um I mean, I think it's a, it's a multitude of things. I do think that, like, development for some of the key guys, right? Because, like, if Patrick Williams actually steps up and is aggressive, I think at that point we could start seeing Billy Donovan use him more as a point forward, which then, to me, would open up a lot of things on the team. Now, but you can't do that when Patrick Williams, you can't even bet on him what level of, of uh, output he's going to give you. And by that, I don't mean points. I just mean output of energy, output of, of anything. Like, Patrick Williams has so much raw potential, and I know it's going to take some time, but, like, until you get to that point, it's kind of difficult. Like, we can talk about bringing in a point guard and everything like that, and I do think there are absolutely some points. Like, you got you know, I'm high on Trey Jones. I think Trey Jones can absolutely help unlock some things on this offense just by the nature of how willingly of a facilitator he is. But, listen, at the end of the day, if you need a very specific type of point guard to come in here and make make things in your roster start making sense, you can't put it as much as this pains me to say. It's not all on Billy Donovan. You also yeah. have to look at AK. Like it's up to AK to build the roster. 
No, 100%. And that, I think that's the part where I look at what... The position that AK put Billy in is a tough one because you're going in just believing Io DeSumo's going to take this step. Io DeSumo's going to be the next point guard. He's going to be able to fill in just like he was his rookie year. And the question I asked all last offseason that everybody was cooking me for was what happens if he doesn't? <laughs> and there was no answer for that. Because remember, we weren't talking well, about Goran You Dragons asked a lot of crazy questions because you also asked if if Lonzo Ball would get his starting position back and Io would remain the starter too. He I, asked said, that a if, I times. said I said if Io was maintaining the yeah. trajectory that he was on, right? If yeah. he maintains the trajectory he's on, that's a different conversation. He didn't. He went <laughs> the other way. So I think that, right, like, to me, I look at the overtrust in something happening that the likelihood of it was like 60-40 and not 60 in the good. You 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 had an overbelief that Lonzo Ball was going to come back and just fix everything. Yeah. You had an overbelief that Io DeSumo was going to continue to take a step. Not you, but like AK. Uh, had, that Io DeSumo was going to just take this step. And then, I, I mean, like we, we both talked about it. We were like, Goran Dragic would be perfect as a shooter. I don't want him as our backup point guard night in and night out. Instead, we had Goran Dragic getting questioned about being the starting point guard because Io ended up not getting off to a good start. So mm -hmm. I think that you do have to put it on AK. There's a good chunk that's on his shoulders. I do believe you have to put it on Billy, but for the same things that I talked about before Billy even got here, like the 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 in-game adjustments, the end-of-game adjustments, the, the, the ability to like switch stuff up. Like I see it sometimes with certain plays on the sideline out-of-bounds stuff. But there's other times where I'm just like, hey, bro, like, why, why, why is no shooters on the floor right now? Why? <laughs> or we need a rebound to seal the game. Why no drumming and Vooch? Like, they two of the best rebounders in NBA history. Like, what we do? Or literally, that? we need some offense, and Kobe White has been our best offensive player that time. You take him out, out the game. Just so much that, like, literally, it, Billy Donovan, I get it. Maybe he wanted to zig where everybody thought he was going to zag, and then we ended up in the trash. Like, I have no idea. Like, it was just. It was bad, bro. Like, the blind leading the blind sometimes out there. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. This is the roster that we have. We'll see if AK does anything different with it. And if he does, does it? And, I, and I've said this as well. And I'm going to say this to anybody who's in a job. If you hire somebody as your head coach, they deserve to have the best roster possible. Everybody, yeah. no matter how good or bad of a coach they are, they deserve to have the best and a balanced roster. We haven't had that. so Or at least the roster that, Fits their coaching style. Yeah. Like there has it. Hey, Billy Donovan's never coached a team until this team without a good point guard. He That's turned good. Dennis Schroeder into a good backup point guard. I mean, like are we, legit. Are we Chris using Paul the word Ruff. good a little too strongly there? Nah, Dennis Schroeder was putting up like 18 and 6 with Billy Donovan. You're right. He did have the yeah. Nah, that was not nah, that was good. Yeah, that was <laughs> it wasn't great, good. but it was good. You're no, it's Billy, been so Dennis far Schroeder was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah he hey, was hey, hey, downhill immediately from that season. No, I'm talking about like 18, 15, 12. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, dog. Hey, he got there, though. Come um, back to Billy, bro. Like, just... <laughs> That's hilarious. Next up, we're going to talk about two probably of the biggest free agent signings in Bulls history in DeMar DeRozan and Pau Gasol. We're going to talk about which one of them was ultimately 
was the better signing for the Bulls, I guess, you know, up until this point, because DeMar still may have a couple of years left with us. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about one of our sponsors, and that is Game Time. Game Time is a great app to get events, upcoming events in your area. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the right price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat you buy so you can uh, know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Snag the tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Game Time. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Pat, time to go back a little bit, man. Pal Gasol, right, signing with the Chicago Bulls, much like in a similar position to DeMar. He was leaving the Lakers at that point in time. The difference with the DeMar and Pal Gasol signing right off the top of my head, though, is that Pal actually took less money to come to the Bulls because he was getting offers, whereas DeMar yeah. didn't get the offers that he thought, and then it seems like we may be overpaid what the market value was for DeMar DeRozan. But uh, what you look at these two players and the impact that they had coming to the teams. What do you? How are you feeling there? I don't think we overpaid for Demar based on what he's given us. Based on what he's given us, no. But based on the market value, what yeah, the market I, was offering. I mean, him. I guess I can live with that though. Like yeah. you know, if he he came in and he's been dominant since he's been here, I, I can as dominant score, I should say, I can deal with that. But uh, I don't know, man. Like I I just I look at the DeMar situation and the Powell situation. And I feel like with Powell, right? Like there was a little bit more of an established team. You started to see Jimmy Butler coming out of his shell. I think that he was a, uh, um, you know, a, a good piece on that. And you still had more of an established Bulls team still here versus DeMar coming in and you actually trying to build something. Like I, th I feel like Powell played more of a, I feel like Powell played more of a role in the Bulls' success versus DeMar kind of being the, the thing to kind of jumpstart Bulls' success, hopefully, for the future. You know what I mean? So I guess in that sense, right, like, I feel like Powell was the better acquisition, but maybe I also just think of that Bulls team a lot more fondly because I'm not in the moment. That is, that is, that's fair. That's fair. Keep in mind, too, Pal Gasol was a 46% three-point shooter his first year in Chicago. That's crazy. Why is Tony I, Brothers on the screen? Where did Tony what? Brothers come from? Tony! Tony, get out of <laughs> here! What is he doing here? Tony just sneaking up on us. How did Tony get up here? Hold on. Tony just sneaking the stream is cursed. He was about to throw, he was about to call you for a tech right then and there, bro. Tony That's Brothers crazy. <laughs> I don't know what a tech gets you in podcasting, but that's crazy. Um, Definitely pull yeah. a Grady Dick comment. Yeah. But, uh, hey, that's, that's, <laughs> how did Tony Brothers get up? Oh, God, oh, Tony. Tony, don't tech me, Tony. Oh, man. Um, I don't even know what point we were making. I don't know who was Pau talking Gasol. to me. Pau Gasol, shoot. Yeah, 
Probably saw just he just had such a, such a, a big impact, and I I think he had one of his best seasons of his career here. Not the best, uh, but one of the one of the better, especially in the back half of the season of his career. I should say, really, really just good season for the Bulls. Now, Demar Derozan also has played two full seasons so far. He's coming into another one, uh, last one on his deal. Do you think that there is there anything that Demar can do in this season that you would that would make him clear cut the better? free agent signing for the Chicago Bulls this season? Um, I mean, I think, right, like, listen, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Powell and Jimmy and Dunleavy and all those boys get to the, to the second round, I believe? Did they only Was get the second? second? Well, they only get to the second? Well, yeah, we only, that... to, we only went to one ECF with them. Yeah. Who'd we lose to in the second round? Is that when that Derek was... came back? That was the Cleveland series, That's right? The Cleveland series, yeah. When yeah. Derek came back, that yeah. sucks. We played them in the second round. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, like, I could be mistaken on that, but you, I think that's no, well, I think I think they did get to the second round on that one because that team actually wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a bad team. Yeah. Um, I I would say that you got to at least do that. You got to get to the second round. You've got to be. You know, you don't even have to be the reason, right? Like, Powell Gasol wasn't the reason we went to the second round. It was Jimmy Butler's emergence. It was Derrick Rose coming back and kind of getting himself back into form a little bit. Those are the reasons you get there. But, you know, you got to be a, you got to be a part of it. I think that, that that also lies on Vooch. That lies on, but right, like, this, this is the Zach Levine show. It should be at least this season after what we saw last season. And you've got to be a big reason why this team, helping Zach get this team to the second round. At a minimum, right? I think that that, and based on the fact that he came in here the first year and basically just put the team on his back, that would probably put the DeMar era above the Powell era for me. A DeMar era? That's wild to say. I mean, listen, it, it's a solid I two get, years right now. I get what you're saying. Hey, listen, I get what you're saying. It's wild. Uh, you know, as some Bulls fans would call him, DeMar DeRosa. Why are you doing this to yourself, bro? Because I listen. Because listen, it's just, it's stressful, bro. It's stressful. It's it's. I don't understand it. But um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, listen, I I and I think that when when some time removed from all the craziness of what this these two seasons with Demar has been like, and just taking some time away, I'll look finally on this time with Demar because he's had some amazing games, amazing performances. Like yeah. even just looking back at the at the back to back three-point game clinching shots like that was just that was a special season it sucks the way that it ended winning only eight out of the last 33 games but like yeah that that was that was honestly that was the most fun those 35 games before Lonzo went down was some of the most fun that I've had as a Bulls fan in probably the last five years so I'm always gonna look back fondly of that bro yeah dang that sucks five no five is no bro yeah Five is 2018. We traded for Zach in 2015, didn't we? Has Zach been, been a, here that long? It's no. been a long time. Bro. Zach hasn't we'll, been here for eight years, bro. Zach's we'll only been here six seasons. Oh, no. Jimmy played 2015. Yeah, we Jimmy played Zach yeah, in yeah. 20. When did Larry get here? Oh, I guess 18. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. You're probably right. Yeah. It's, it feels like so long, dog. It feels like an eternity. It does, and that, but that goes to the point, right? It's been long. Zach got here the 2017-18 season, so yeah. It feels like such an eternity, dog. And it sucks even more because, like, as much as I like Zach, the fact that I still feel like Jimmy Butler still loves the Bulls and kind of is a Bulls fan also hurts even more because I'm just like, ah, okay. 
<laughs> the one that got away. The one that got away for sure. Hey, we can't build around this guy. He's no good. I don't no. know, man. Uh, yeah, don't 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 harp on it, bro. Uh, no, I I think that um, with with Demar, do I re- do I think on it more? F- I probably don't think on it more fondly than the Powell years, and I don't know if I will, but I think of his moments more fondly. The mm. Powell years were still the Jimmy and Derek years, so to me, like mm. I think of those very fondly, but the damar moments like i can't think of a moment with Powell. like i can't 20, think 20 of, game yeah the 20 rebound 20 i remember that game. i remember that um that was the a alley, game where he the had alley like, from jimmy to pal alley from jimmy but i can't think of just Powell like killing somebody and i was just I, yeah yeah i know didn't i can he, understand didn't he accomplish from. something in like didn't he get like I don't know how many points he has, like his his fifteen thousand point or whatever he had, or some nineteen thousand. I have no idea. Didn't I'm not he, even going to sit like, here in front. I of feel you. like we had a celebration for Powell doing something here in Chicago. <laughs> I feel like we had that existing. Here. I don't. That's I don't, what it oh, was. Oh dang it! Existing. Dang it! Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Let's keep this thing moving right along. Uh, hey, listen. If you guys would have picked Powell in the uh, in the prize, if prize picks had been around. For you to pick Pau Gasol back in the day, you would have made some good money on that. I'm not going to lie, because Pau was a really nice player. But you guys got to get on prize picks. We've been telling you about this for a while, how it works. You pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. DeMar DeRozan absolutely has gotten some of y'all some money. Uh, no competing against other people. It's just you. Versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, all of these sports still included with Prize Picks. All you have to do is make one of their quick entries in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. You get safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in 30 states and in Canada. Download Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, you get 100. If you deposit 50, you get 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. Last topic of the day today. No, it's actually still tomorrow. It's not till, yeah, we're we're a little early. Game game three of the finals is Wednesday. Right, well, we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we get some news between now and then. Like, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> bro, what what how what have you thought so far of the finals, bro? Two games so far. The series is tied one one. Do you think that did the what Eric Spolstra the Heat uncover in game two, is that something that's going to be sustainable? Or do you think Mike Malone and the Nuggets are going to further adjust to that in game three? It's not sustainable. I, I love I loved Eric Spolstra looking at Ramona Shelburne and going like, ugh. Just like it's not as easy as you're trying to simplify it to be. Mm-hmm. Because you're telling, when she said basically, right, you turned Jokic into a score. 
Yes. You allowed Jokic to be a scorer. You allowed him to go off. I believe that he does have a losing record if he scores like 35 or more points in the post, something like that, right? Like, it's crazy. But Jokic is literally one of the best players we've ever seen touch a basketball. Yes. And the part that literally keeps getting undersold, he is a great scorer. He's a great facilitator, but he is 290 pounds. You cannot keep that up. The Miami Heat don't have anybody heavy enough to keep that up. Jokic is going to wear this team down. <laughs> or at least the guys that matter, right? Like, I think the big men on this team are the ones that you really look at as not having stepped up in the series before. Bam Adebayo, um, Cody Zeller, Kevin Love, right? Like, they had their moments, but you didn't look at them as these, oh, my God, offensive threats. Now, it feels like they're trying to do a lot more with Bam, keeping Bam off of Jokic, but at some point, you're going to have to put them on them. And the real question is, right, like, to me, if Miami can steal game three, I give them a bit of a chance. But every single one of these games is going to be by the skin of their teeth if they can pull them off. Because I just don't see, right, like, even last night, Miami got hot shooting again. It was really fun to watch, but, like, you never felt like they were safe. Mm -hmm. And realistically, it doesn't feel like Miami's size is enough to slow down what Denver is doing, right? Like Michael Porter Jr. wasn't able to knock down his shot. I think the best adjustment Spo made was putting Jamal Mur or putting Jimmy on Jamal Murray. Mm -hmm. But even that, right? Like the size of this team with Aaron Gordon and all that, I feel like Denver's got a lot on their side. They, that they do, and I do think that when you look at the firepower on Denver, um, even trying to turn Jokic into a score gets to your point. It gets dangerous because he's just such a versatile player, and he's going to adjust. He's a smart player on top of that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it can, it can, it can get dangerous. Now, if the Heat do win Game Three, you start looking at things a little bit differently. But I think this team as a whole, the Denver Nuggets, are good at at adjusting, and I, I think if you're going to try to turn. Jokic into a scorer another night. I think he's going to excel at that, and you might find yourself on the wrong side of history at that point. And again, moving Jimmy on Jamal Murray sounds all cool until Michael Porter Jr. has the game where he can't miss. Yeah, and and that's that's really what it, what I'm like. It, it just worked out for them that MPJ wasn't hot. Yeah, I also think that the biggest thing that Denver kills me with it, that Mike Malone kills me with, is you have a player like MPJ on your team and he gets under ten shots. That yeah. just confuses the heck out of me. I know he wasn't shooting the ball well, but like under 10 shots is crazy. That's like, <laughs> that's like basically just looking at Zach Levine and being like, hey, man, chill out. I need you to stop trying to score that basketball. Which is something Billy Donovan absolutely would do. Um, uh, I don't know about that. I think nah, Zach kind of does it to himself. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to shoot when you can't dribble. I mean, that's. <laughs> It gets a little difficult at times that way. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I'm really excited for that. And the finals, like, this playoffs has been such a good playoffs overall. Like, really, yeah. it's just been even a series like the, the Boston-Miami Heat series that looked like it was going to be boring because you thought they were going to get swept and then Boston came back and won three in a row. It was like yeah. you you, add, you found a way to add some interest in there. So um, this is going to be a fun series to watch. I think the fact that you have two coaches that are very good X's and O's coaches on top of that, this chess match and how it plays out over these next few games is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that, to me, right, is the unknown, right? Like, I can sit here and tell you every reason why Denver should win this series. 
but I've been able to say that about just about every team that Miami has faced up to this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can say that about the Bucks. I can say that about the Celtics. I, I not the Knicks. Like I'm not gonna lie. When Miami got to the Knicks, I was like, Miami's probably gonna win this. Like That's I had funny. no faith that the Knicks could beat Jimmy. Because you, you, because you know, there's gonna be two players on the Knicks every single year that just forget how to play basketball. <laughs> like, dog, I swear. When, when I saw the Knicks, I was just like, Yeah, Miami probably going to the ECF. I'm not gonna lie on this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they might lose in the ECF, but they probably going to get there. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Final picks, man. Who, who As of right now, who do you think is winning the series? Winning the series? Yeah. I'm still going to go with Denver. I think that in the NBA, talent trumps all. And I think that Jokic is an actual talent that to me cares more about doing whatever it takes to win the game than his image at the end of the day. That's a fact. I feel like everybody else that they played outside of Giannis, I'm not going to put that on Giannis. Um, Giannis was just hurt for what? Two games of that series, three mm -hmm. games of that series, right? Um, no, least two. I'm going to go Denver be just because I think that they have the better talent and that Jokic actually is just like, who gives a rat's you know what about the MVP? I'm going to go out here and get this championship and exactly. bring it home to Denver. I agree with you fully there, and we'll see if that continues to play out that way for the um, Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets in that series. But, hey, that's our time for today, Pat. Send us home, man. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate y'all for showing so much love, man. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls. For Pat the Designer, I am Hayes, and we will be back tomorrow, y'all. Peace. Peace.